everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast with your co-hosts, Michael Ramirez and Jacob Wallraven. Hey, hey, hey. Good news What's good, today. my brother? Good yes, good news, good news, good news, good news. Spread it, spread it, spread it. Tottenham 3, MK Dons 1 in another preseason friendly match. Um, Deli Alley returns to his boyhood club of MK Dons. Uh, Made you know, me feel like obvi- a little boy again. I know, for real. Um, you know, I still remember back before the 15-16 season when we first signed Deli Alley. And um, I remember it was the tweet was really generic. And, you know, it was just we, we signed him for 5 million pounds. No big deal. Obviously, he turned into this this wonder kid the next two seasons. And, you know, it just reminds me of when, you know, before anyone knew what was to come. But uh, it was nice, man. It was nice to see. He, he seemed really, really happy out there on the pitch. We won 3-1 as well. And he was one of the goal scorers along with Sonny and uh, Lucas once again. But, man, it was, it was honestly a very, very nice change of pace. Like, not only did we win, but I, I felt like, in, in my opinion, this was the best performance of, of all preseason. No, I I agree completely. Um, it just they look like they're having fun out there. I mean, they're playing the ball to one another. A lot of good passing. Um, it's just this preseason, man. We've looked good, and I have to tamper myself just a little bit because I mean, you do got to say, hey, it's Leighton Orient's MK Dons, yeah. right? Like, but you know, you can only play who you're up against, and. Yep. I think we shown exactly what I was hoping. I didn't want to see us go out there and play flat footed and not put a lot of chances on, on goal and not just have fun playing ball again. And I think that's what we're seeing with Deli Alley. And I think that that's a really good thing. Um, he's a player that the more confident he is, the bigger his cock rocket is. I mean, it's plain and simple. Yes, sir. And you saw, you saw flashes of it um, in the Jose Mourinho era, you know, with the bicycle kick with, you know, just some of the flashy things that he was doing, the little bit of playing time he did get. Yep. Um, but, man, you got to love an informed Deli Alley, confident, um, playing for Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, what what, what else you want to see with a number two zero? You know what I mean? Hey, and you know how I feel about Deli Alley. That's I do. my boy. I, I have you, the yeah. softest spot for, for Deli Alley. Um, yeah, man. He... <laughs> for real. Um, Deli Alley was one of my favorite players when um, – you know, I really, really got into soccer back in the day when I was in high school. Um, I would say Harry Kane was the one who made me fall in love with Tottenham. I literally got to see him from his debut to where he is now. And, um, you know, obviously I got to see it with Deli Alley too. Literally watched his his career just skyrocket in, in an instant, really. Um, a staple in the 11, not even halfway through his first season. Um, we've looked, I agree, man. We've looked pretty good this, this preseason. Deli's looked better as each game has gone on you know it's it's almost like he just hasn't played soccer a consistent amount of soccer in the last few few months right oh wow shocker maybe that's why he looks a little rusty you know what i mean um he's growing into it he's growing is what, he's is that why you don't like jose oh is no that that's not one of Delhi? no 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 that's not i'm just saying like you know people you have to lower your expectations a little bit for this preseason with Delhi, just because he is coming off of a season where he obviously didn't get a lot of game time. He didn't get a lot of minutes under the legs. Um, you know, you're just naturally going to be a little bit rusty. Like we said, I thought he was fantastic um, yesterday. We're recording this on a, on a Thursday, obviously, um, you know, game was on Wednesday. He was solid. 
not only was he solid, but the rest of the attacking um, front four of Deli Alley, Steven Bergvine, I know you love Bergy, um, Lucas Mora, and then obviously Sonny, who was in the starting 11 once again um, against MK Dons. But, bro, the, the front four, they're looking really, really nice. And to be honest, it, it kind of gave me a reminder of the possibility of what could be, you know, next season if we don't. If if some some for some reason some and some possibility that we sell Harry Kane to Man City, um, obviously we're hopefully going to get a you know a, a big striker to replace him. But you're you I, I feel like you kind of saw a glimpse of what could possibly be if you know what I mean. Um, but they looked they looked very very much in sync, really comfortable out there. I thought Bergvine had his best performance of preseason yet. He was very very good. Um, was getting into very good, some, some nice spaces on the wings. And he was also cutting inside, which was really threatening to, to MK Dons' center backs and also defensive midfielders. But uh, I just thought there was free-flowing attacking football that we saw on display at MK Dons, and I'm here for it, man. You know, um, th- if there is one thing this preseason that I'm, I'm, I wish I had a little bit more of is Ryan Sessignon. I really, um, the fact that we didn't immediately loan him out again Kind of give me hope. I like the guy. I think he has something. Um, I think I he's gonna what... stay. I think he's think staying so? this year. Yep. I think I think Nuno's gonna gonna use him in the rotation. I saw something. Um, I saw a tweet from at whoever the fuck you know our reliable source on Twitter. Um, I saw them <laughs> saying something to the effect that uh, it's reported right that Nuno is considering him for competition with Reggion and Ben Davies at the left back. And or yeah. left wing bag. I don't know. Um, I would like to see. I would like to see the guy. If I'm if I'm honest, I'd like to see him get some serious minutes. Uh, same thing with Oliver Skip. I think we we have something young going on that you know. Hey, maybe it is time. You know, God forbid we sell Harry Kane. Um, at, at the end of the day, the back line is what needs addressed most. I think we all knew our front four was always going to look beautiful as soon as we got yeah. Delhi back. So, I don't know. We need to sign Christian Romero since oh, yeah. Kund is Believe now me. officially Chelsea. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, official. not officially, not officially, but it's Fabrizio it's, official. It's looking like it. It's not here we go yet. He didn't say here we go. That's true. He has the rule of thumb with Fabrizio is if he didn't say here we go, it's not official yet. Hey, but if he's just talking about it, it makes you feel like this is a real possibility. You know what I, I mean? I know. I know. Um, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I agree with you, man. Oliver Skip, I think we seriously have something special on our hands. Um, you know, we've mentioned it. It's Leighton Orient. It's MK Dons. Um, it's not the flashiest of teams. Obviously not the, the strongest of teams by any means. But you, you see the, the glimpses of talent and, and the sparks uh, of energy and, and just all-around solid play that Oliver Skip does bring to this, to this eleven. In my in my dream world, in my perfect Tottenham world, I have Oliver Skip starting alongside Hoybier. That's my hope. That's my hope that hopefully this season it can be a staple in the eleven. That would mean that he's doing very very well, obviously. Um, but for years to come, man, I would really enjoy seeing Pierre Emil Hoybier and Oliver Skip out there manning the midfield with one of 
Endombele, Los Celso, Deli Alley in front of them, playing playing the more attacking role. I like that. That is my hope for Oliver Skip. You know, when it comes to Oliver Skip, I just want to see him in the 18. I think he's done enough to deserve at least that. For I'd sure. like to start there. See where see what he does. You know, we brought Winks on a lot when we were trying to maintain a lead and a lot of people like to relate him his play to Harry Winks' play and you know, I don't see it. Um maybe because I'm just I've never been on the Harry Winks hype, but I personally feel as though um Oliver Skip would just add another dimension. Now, I don't know if that's starting 11 though. I I don't know. Um I think Obviously, Hoybier, I would like to see, if we're doing four at the back, I'd like to see, um, you know, two forward attacking mids um, playing behind Harry Kane, obviously. And I, w- I would like to see that with in the sense of uh, Deli Alley with Tongi and Dombele. I think that would be a pretty lethal duo. Yeah. You know, and then have either Lucas or Bergvine coming off the bench, kind of providing that energy. I think we have something going. Is it enough to win a league, though? Is it enough to Not win right a trophy? Not right now. But we address the back line. I'll let you know. You know what I mean? It, it, it depends on how healthy we are. If Endom, Endom Thickcock or Lo Celso takes that, that leap forward that we really do need from either one of them. Um, and is Deli Alley going to return to his, his best form? You know what I mean? Like, are we are we going to get the best out of Deli Alley again? We'll see. Is Steven Bergvine going to finally get over that hump and also not only get over that hump and, you know, his goal-scoring drought, but be consistent with it? Is Can Lucas ever be consistent throughout the entire season? I think we know the answer. Like those, the, the, but, you know, the, these are just some of the possibilities that you have to think about when you're deciding whether or not we're able to, to win a trophy of some sort. Yeah. Um, but we need to address the back line, obviously. Obviously. But we'll see. We'll see. Any final thoughts from the the most recent preseason game? Tottenham three, MK Dons one. My final Solid win. We move on to the next one. Final parting thought would be um we did with Troy Parrott what I felt like we should have done with Harry Winks, which is I love the behind. segue. I love I just I love the segue. Yeah, your transition. Natural. They're just, just nat- perfect. Natural. It's the low hanging fruit, baby. Um, no, I just think we should have left him. I should. Oh, th- <laughs> uh, you're messing me up. I think that <laughs> we should have left Harry Winks behind, much like we did Troy Parrott. Uh, give him a little <laughs> loan to Leighton or Colchester. Um, hell, we left Troy Parrott. Why not leave Harry Winks? Get them both. Yep. Package yep. deal, Troy baby. Parrott. Troy Parrott loaned out for the season to uh, MK Dons. It was actually official today. Um, in my opinion, man, it's, it's a solid move for his development. If he's able to stay healthy, he's just been so unlucky with injuries recently, man. Mm-hmm. With uh, with Millwall, with the other clubs that he's gone on loan on loan to with. I don't know, is, that, is that how you say it? Um, he's just been unlucky, man. He, he hasn't been able to consistently play. Um, you know, heavy minutes throughout an entire season yet in, in top flight football and uh, well, not top flight, obviously, but um, in, in first team football and, and, you know, your second or third division in, in England, 
you, you got to get those minutes under your belt. Obviously you need that for your development. If he can stay healthy, I think it's a good move for him, man. And I think the only, I think one of the main reasons why Tottenham chose MK Dons is I think they know that he's probably either going to be the for sure starter or he's going to play heavy minutes for his development. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think they would have left him behind like that. Um, not knowing for sure that he was going to get consistent minutes throughout the entire season be it that he stays healthy. So I, mean, I, I think it's I think it's good all around. What do you think that conversation was like just after the game? Someone from MK Don's like, hey man. They were honestly, they were probably in talks for a while. I don't think it would be that quick. Really? Yeah, I bet you they they've been in talks for a few weeks at least. Okay. Maybe a month or two. Maybe since we knew we were gonna play MK Don's. Maybe, possibly. We've always had a pretty good relationship with them. Because um, obviously they sold us Deli Alley. They love Deli Alley. But um, when we, if you remember when we weren't in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yet, when we were playing at Wembley, I think we played the Carabao Cup, a Carabao Cup match at MK Dons as our home, as our home, home uh, stadium. So I think, you know, like I said, it's, it's good for all parties. They're going to get a, a, a promising you know, 18 year old, I believe, who's uh, coming in and hopefully looking to, to score a lot of goals for for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, I, I agree with you there. I think that will be a good step for him in his development, um, you know, and see what else we can get. I, I just want to see him, you know, getting actual minutes. Yep. I think he actually was doing halfway decent before he got injured there for Millwall. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he had scored like two goals. But, you know, obviously he wasn't getting a whole lot of minutes before he got hurt. And then just unfortunate, man. But, uh, you know, we, we have a theme on this podcast where, you know, if it's one of the, the sadder episodes, we say it's highly unfortunate. Or at least Jacob does. This next segment is very highly unfortunate. Um, Toby Alderweireld gets sold to a, uh, a Saudi club for reported like 5 million euros or something like that, 5 million pounds. Um, I think it was reported like 13, but there was another report saying it was 5 million. I don't know. We'll just say 13 for the sake of making ourselves feel better about selling Toby. Um, Man, I forgot. Do you know the the club's name off the top of your head? I could try, but I'll probably offend a lot of people. So I just, I won't. But it so was he, it was he strange plays to see for Al Duhail SC. Al Duhail. Now there is a team that if you're watching the Gold Cup right now, there's a guy. His last name is Ari, and he, he plays for Qatar. He's bad. He plays in their league right now. He plays in the Qatar league, Saudi league, Saudi whatever league. it is. Yeah, but he's he's a bad man. Um, it remains to be seen, man. But honestly, I was just very, very, very sad yesterday when, uh, whether was it Tuesday? Sorry, on Tuesday when the uh, the news was announced and you know everything was confirmed that uh, Toby was sold. Uh, one of the best. What can I say, man? One of the best defenders in our club's history. You could put him up there along the likes of Ledley King, you know, the uh, the other great center backs that have come through here. Um, I don't know, man. 
I was, I was very, very sad. What were your initial thoughts? We'll get into our favorite memories after. Well, initially I thought that, uh, we had sold him for 15 and honestly, I, I was pretty, I felt fine about it. I love Toby Alderweireld. Don't get me wrong. I love the man. I think he was an absolute stud. I think he gave us consistency in the back that we so lacked, um, especially when we got rid of Jan Vertonghen. Um, it, it is sad because it's the turning of a page, but it is one of those things I felt like, is he the first center back I would have once sold? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely. We, are, we, we all know the first center back we all wanted to sell. He's still in the club, and he still was wearing the captain's armband the other night. That's not even the center back I was thinking about. Are you thinking about Sanchez? Yeah, I was thinking about You're talking about Dyer, though. I'm talking about Dyer, bro. Come on now. You're telling me that you'd rather sell Sanchez than Dyer? Stop. Stop. That's cap. I mean... That's cap. Either way, look, I'm not going to argue about this because I just want them both out of my club. I was going to say, I'll take but either one. That, that was kind of how I felt too, man. I agree with you. Um, it was probably time. It was necessary. We got a fee for him. Obviously, he's on some pretty high wages. He was one of our highest earners um, amongst our wage bill. And uh, it's a team that can pay his wages, and they gave us a little bit of dough for him. He had two years left on his contract, so there was a, a lot of money guaranteed to him still. So I, in that sense, I thought it was a very good deal, and I thought it was, you know, it was time probably. Uh, it's just it's just sad, man. Um, favorite memory? Favorite Toby memory? I will say my favorite Toby memory is there was a late game winner header off a corner in the North London Derby versus Arsenal. And that, um, that, that coupled with all the beautiful long balls he used to play, that man could play a beautiful long ball and he still can. So it is a little strange to see him just be shipped off to a Saudi league. I mean, I thought for sure, at least, you know, the man deserves to play English football, maybe championship, but, you know, just go be a stud, help a team get promoted. That seems like a pretty cool thing to do in and your career. And secure the bag, most importantly. The bag will always be secured for Mr. Adavaro. He's got a beautiful family, so I hope nothing for the best for the guy. You know, when I think of Toby, I think of Jan Vertonghen. Um I just when I think of Yan Vertonghen, I think of Toby. I do as well. It's they they're probably the best center back partnership that this club has ever seen. Um oh my god, from 2015 to 2018, they're probably the best center back um duo in all of Europe, man. Um you know, you think of the Pochettino era where we were just in our peak where we had the, the least amount of goals allowed and we never lost a home game in the 16-17 season, the last year at the lane. You know, when you think of those teams, you think of that center back partnership. You think of Toby Alderweireld, who we got for nothing, man, like $15 million from um, Southampton. He was on loan at Atletico Madrid the, the year before he came to us. Um, Southampton sold it, sold us sold him to us, and it was one of the best deals we've ever had. 
Um, one of the best center backs, like I said, in club history for sure. Um, but I just think of those in, in general, I think of those years. Um, I agree. I also think of, you know, the long, the long balls that he used to ping across the field to, you know, Delhi Alley against Chelsea away at Stamford bridge. I think of that goal. Um, you know, it's just, I, I love the memories that he created with us. Um, you mentioned the North London Derby goal. He had some really good and, uh, you know, significant header goals while he was here at Tottenham. Um, I, I think of his passion as well that he always brought, you know, he was always one of the, the most passionate ones on the pitch. He always played for the badge, always cared for the crest. Um, I also think of his goal against Man City at home at the lane in 15-16 as well. That one was a really good one. Uh, the crowd erupted, man. I think it was his first goal at White Hart Lane too. But yeah, man, I'm going to miss Toby Alderweireld. I'm going to miss him a lot, but we wish him nothing but the best. Like you said, you know, go secure that bag, sir. Go get those minutes. And, you know, you never, I don't, I don't think this necessarily um, means that he's going to be out of the, the Belgian national team as well. Vertonghen and Vermaelen both started alongside Alderweireld and one of them plays for Benfica and the other one plays for God knows what in like Turkey or something like that. So I, I don't think his place is in jeopardy as of right now. Um, you know, he's just got to go kill it over there. Yeah. Hey, big ups to the lad. But uh, one center back coming out, most likely, for sure, certainly, hopefully, means another one is coming in. Um, we'll we'll give a quick Christian Romero update. We owe the the listeners that, uh, at least that. So we're still currently in negotiations, still in talks with Atalanta for Christian Romero. If you all don't know who he is, uh, if you missed our last few episodes where we talked about him, uh, center back for Atalanta, one of the, the key cornerstone pieces of that Atalanta team for the past few seasons where, you know, they had that awesome Champions League run. They have challenged for the title for the past few years. You know, they've been in the mix. They've, they've, they've finished in Champions League places like they did once again last year. I believe they finished in third last year in Serie A. Um, Obviously started at center back for the Argentinian national team, just won the Copa America with them. But, you know, you also think of best defender in Serie A last season. That's what he was uh, officially named. And you got to think if, if a player like that has already agreed personal terms, which he has with Tottenham, if he's already agreed personal terms with your club, you need to figure out how to get that over the line. Correct. Correct. And I think the, Holding stance was we're settling at 35, 40 mil, and Atalanta is settling at 55. They're demanding 55 million euros, and I believe we offered 45 million plus bonuses as of right now, like 5 million in bonuses. Um, Apparently, we're at the front of the line where there's not really anyone else in contention. Damn fee. For real. Just pay the damn fee and give me a damn center back. There were reports of Barcelona possibly being interested in in Romero. Fuck that. Pay the fee. He already agreed. Pay the fee. Get the man in a get the man in a Tottenham shirt ASAP. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Ferg. Um, so yeah, he's he already agreed personal terms with with Tottenham. Just waiting on the fee. Um, Barcelona are not in the mix. It was confirmed today by Fabrizio Romano. Because, uh, you know, whenever Fabrizio tweets something, it's it's 100% uh, confirmed. So he said they're not in the mix. Um, you know, they're dealing with some massive debt over there. 
they're uh, kind of in some. Uh, they're kind of a shambles of a club right now. Yeah, at but least. they held. They held on to Messi. Yeah, yeah, they have that going for him. But once he retires, they're screwed. Um, He's not but yeah, retire. Man. He's gonna go play for Inter Miami. We'll see. Romero, though. Oh my God, we need to get it over the line. We need to get it over the line. Uh, if we don't sign Christian Romero this this uh, this summer, I don't know what to say. Honestly, don't. Uh, we agreed personal terms with, or excuse me, we agreed terms with uh, Sevilla for Jules Kounde, and he didn't want to join. Now he's in advanced talks with Chelsea, probably going to sign there now. We've agreed personal terms with Romero, though. Best defender in Serie A last season, just won a Copa America. Everyone's One kind of the been best giving us that center backs in Europe. Conte, haven't they? They've, they've kind of been doing that, like, well, think about it. Mm, maybe no, probably not. But he wants to come. That's the thing. Why? Yeah, why? Do, first of all, why does he want to come? He could go to a Champions League team. Fucking bloody badge, man. For real, man. It's for the but, badge. Uh, it's crazy. For the, the, the fact, the fact that he wants to come to a club that's currently in the UEFA Conference League. Bring it on, baby. UEFA. Let's go. They're the Europa Conference League, whatever it's called. Um, whatever bring it on pay the man dude but seriously if if, if a player if a like of that caliber million, if, and it's a difference of 10 million and he's of that caliber you, you gotta the, get over the line pay the money pay the you money Daniel the levy money. i know you're listening to this pod dan i know you are of course so pay, the, pay the damn money mr levy um i hope we do man i hope we get it over the line it's it would be a massive massive signing it's apparently fabio but at number one main target this summer we got to get over the line have to get it over the line um another news brian hill brian hill hill brian. the swap deal with uh with coco um eric lamella um was officially confirmed and sent through this monday i believe this past monday that brian is now official hill. brian hill brian. is an official tottenham hotspur player he's currently at the olympics with the uh spanish national team um, he's out there doing his thing. Super excited about him. We've already went over, uh, you know, what we were looking at as far as what we're hoping that he brings to the table and, you know, what he could possibly bring in the future as well. Um, we talked about that on the last episode. We're both super pumped about that. Some new transfer news, though, about some outgoings. We have a new name that got added to the list this morning by Fabrizio. Uh, Joe Hart. Let's currently, it, we're currently in advanced Let's talks with go. Celtic. Of all Let's teams go. to sell Joe Hart. Let's Thank go. Christ, bro. Oh my God. What have, spe- what have what, I been saying all offseason? What was one of the first names I threw out there who we need to get rid of? Joe Hart. Joe Hart. What did I say? Get him I out of my know club. Why we brought him into the club. It was a so, Jose signing, bro. Get him out of here. All right. That's one knock I probably have against Jose. That and gets him Fernandez. Um, so what I feel about this is. Alfie Whiteman in his performances, another great performance from the young keeper. He had a howler at the beginning of the match. He gave I up mean, the pin, but he, after that, solid performance. I he agree. gave up the pin and he saved the pin. The and man he saved gave the it pin. And he, yeah, he stepped. He stepped up when he needed to. It was and very so, impressive. So that's my point. He's shown enough to at least be the third guy. Yeah. I, the, you know and that was what he was going to be competing for anyways. Joe Hart was confirmed not to be the second choice keeper. Obviously, we, we just signed, signed Pierluigi yeah. Golini, uh, which, by the way, I'm super 
dude, I'm super fucking hyped about Galini. I think he's going to be awesome. Um, I'm ready for him to hopefully be good enough to be the successor for Hugo. Question. After he leaves. Team offers you 11 for Hugie. What you doing? 11? 11 for the Hoogs. I'm keeping him. Same. I would 120 at least. But I know he's he's old. He's only got one year left on his contract. Like, I would understand the like a 10 million or I need 20 personally. I'll take 15. I'll take 13 to 15. I need 20 bare minimum. Because you have a he's still world class. He's still world class. He is. If you can have him for one more year, why not? Bro, you know me. I'm a huge Hugo Lloris man. Like, I bought a keeper jersey because the man did so great wearing it. You know what I mean? I love me some Hugo. But I feel like if you sign a man like Galini, then, then I mean, I say play it out this year, right? I mean, I don't want to see him go for a free, though. He's going to go for a free next year, right? His contract's probably, up. Probably. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll I'd see. Get I'd, I'm just, We're already in the rebuild, bro. We're look, already in the mud with the Galini's rebuild. probably going to play in all of the Conference League matches, probably some Carabao Cup matches, and maybe the early FA Cup rounds. Like he's gonna get some solid game time, and we're gonna really see if he's gonna live up to expectations. And if he doesn't, then we don't have to buy him as long as he doesn't get twenty caps. As long as he doesn't appear in twenty games this season, we don't have to buy him. So, I think if if he's not the man for the future, we have next summer to reevaluate our options after one more year of Hugo. I we'll think see. after ten games, you can pretty well decide if this guy's gonna work out or not. You never know. You could have late bloomers. There's some players who have trouble adjusting to the Premier League. It is the best league in the world. <laughs> I was going to say something smart ass, but you know what? Well, you don't think it's the best league in the world? No, actually, I do. I had a long, I really had a long, drawn out discussion with my wife about the best league in the world. And then well, I looked does, up some. What does she think? She believes it's um, La Liga. She's also a Fartalonia fan, so. I but, think, I think that'd probably be the only league that I would argue is up there with the Premier League. I would Liga. argue that whenever it was Messi and Ronaldo in that league, I could and Ramos and you know I I could argue that. Yeah. But I'm talking about right now. No. La Liga. It might be second best. I would say either that or. Syria or Bundesliga, and then those aren't even close the French to, league is under, even under all those Premier League, bro. Yeah. In my opinion, no. I mean they're close because of relativity, but like, no. I mean, I've never felt like there was a better league in the world than the Premier League. Yeah, me too. Um, thank thank Christ, man. Thank God. Thank fuck that Joe Hart is no longer going to be in my football club. I, I just hated him ever Instagram. since that social media. Job done. Yeah, yeah. Ever since that social media howler, I haven't really forgiven him for that. So it is what it is. I've honestly just never liked the way he looks. He played for Man City. He's a pretty he boy. Looks, he looks like... He's got a very I'm, punchable face. I'm, I'm going to throw this back to the 90s. He looks like a douche nugget. He looks like a chode. He looks like a... Damn. Like, those are the best two ways I can describe the, the way that he comes off to me. He just okay. seems like he carries himself in this manner of like, I'm Joe Hart. I've got a big, long pancake cock, and I'm going to show you around the facilities like a 
damn tour guide and it's like he seems like a plastic of a person gotcha i don't think that i would that agree with that a broken I, I don't like joe me. hart so i agree i Fuck agree joe hart. um but yeah until then until you know anything else happens um we'll we'll leave it at that but obviously a really good performance like we already talked about um in the latest preseason match tottenham three mk dons one lots of good uh new transfer updates hopefully the next time we talk to you to you all it will be in some very in a very good light hopefully because we signed christian romero and not because we have another preseason match against uh chelsea i believe next right mm-hmm. and chelsea then, and then arsenal mm-hmm. and then after that august 14th i believe bring on man city bring on man city hopefully thank you guys so much harry kane hopefully we have harry kane yeah harry kane will be at that game we know that much at least he will he will be at that game thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of the united spurs of america podcast as always please 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 follow us on spotify twitter and youtube as well and if you're interested in joining our patreon please consider supporting us over there any amount would be greatly appreciated thank you guys for engaging so much with us on social media recently um you know we've been meeting some fans from across the globe meeting some friends from uh from england and in europe so Mm -hmm. thank you guys for the massive support we really appreciate all the love um it's always nice chopping it up with some other tottenham fans um we love it as always but yeah thank you guys so much for the support um if you are interested in any other type of content that we do have we do have a youtube channel as well so check that out if you're listening on spotify right now and if you're listening on youtube Go check out our sexy voices on Spotify. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I like that. Until next time, guys, up the lads. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs>